गाइस दिस इज सुब्रत फ्रॉम द स्पार्किंग ऑन्टरप्रिनर शो एंड टुडे वी हैव एमएलई पैसनेक लैपची शी इज द फाउंडर ऑफ क्रिसालिस एक्सचेंज अ सोशल एंटरप्राइज कल्टीवेटिंग एक्सेसिबल कोचिंग एंड कंसल्टिंग सर्विसेज फॉर पीपल एंगेज्ड इन सोशल चेंज हर स्पेशलिटीज इंक्लूड नेविगेटिंग ट्रांजिशंस बर्न आउट प्रिवेंशंस एंड हेल्पिंग यू टर्न डाउन द वॉल्यूम ऑन सेल्फ डाउट एंड टर्न ऑफ द वॉल्यूम ऑन सेल्फ कंपैशन शी कोलैबोरेट्स विद ऑर्गेनाइजेशन ऑन ह्यूमन सेंटर्ड डिजाइन strategic planning program design and facilitation prior to coaching she spent a decade working in non-profits where she helped to build and launch nine programs she is a certified professional coach energy leadership index master practitioner proud founding member of coaching for everyone and is a core transition dynamic specialist with specific tools and strategy to support people and teams managing periods of transition so without further delay let's welcome emily emily welcome to the show thank you so much i'm really excited for our conversation Okay so Emily let's start from your journey what exactly inspired you to become a coach and how did you get started in this profession Yeah so as you just mentioned I worked in nonprofits for over a decade and have always been really passionate about social change and throughout that journey I've had moments where I felt really deeply connected to my sense of passion and my sense of purpose and also moments where I felt a little bit kind of lost and and disconnected from myself and a few years ago I was going through one of those kind of down periods and i had really i've always known myself to be a really like passionate curious person but somewhere along the way i felt like i had started to lose those qualities or at least they became a bit buried and i really didn't recognize myself um mm-hmm. the the work culture i was working in was definitely not one where i thrived i was constantly questioning whether i was making an impact mm-hmm. and i was doing a really hard job of trying to convince myself that the pay and the benefits were enough to keep me happy but could only try to convince myself of that for so long and while i was working there a former colleague was training to become a coach and reached out to ask if I had ever wanted to work with a coach and I yeah. immediately left at the opportunity supporting other people to grow and feel fulfilled has always been a huge motivator for me so I was also really curious to explore and experience coaching to see if that could be a potential like side business or even a full-time career and while working with him I really started to come home to myself I once again became that passionate curious and vibrant person I was dreaming again and I also started to recognize how some of the insecurities that I had developed and also ones I had carried since childhood were impacting me and holding me back. Mm-hmm. So with that awareness, I started to understand how could I also move through them. Mm-hmm. So I really felt like the universe gifted me that experience and that opportunity and I knew pretty quickly that I wanted to hold that space for others. And with the values of equity and social justice really driving me, my goal was to develop a coaching practice that could create more access to people who historically haven't been able mm-hmm. to work with coach yeah awesome and since you got lot of experience in coaching industry according to you what do you think that uh, most important quality for a successful coach to possess that's a great question for me curiosity is one of the most important qualities when you're engaging from a place of curiosity you ask questions differently uh, not from a desire to have your assumption validated but with a genuine interest in learning and discovering the answer and even an enjoyment of being surprised another quality that i think is really important is this desire to continue you learning about ourselves and people mm. humans are so complex <laughs>
And, agree, agree. you know, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and we're in a constant state of evolution. So every moment we're growing and being intentional about that growth, being attuned to it, uh, reflecting on it is really powerful, especially for coaches who are holding space for other people to grow. Yeah. And listening and understanding is also most important part. That's what I believe, because if you cannot listen to your client or anyone that you are teaching or coaching, right, you you just need to uh, listen them. But you have to always have the thought that what's going on beyond their mind and if you can figure out that you can be able to help you in a very deeper level yes you're spot on a lot of the skill of coaching is hearing what's beneath the word not necessarily what people are explicitly saying and and getting curious about that and like how do you approach working with clients like who are really struggling to achieve their goals yeah so my approach to coaching is to really understand like what is the root of what's holding someone back so again related to what we were just talking about not only thinking about what's the surface, what's on the surface that they're presenting as a challenge, but what is it that's holding them back? Is it something like an insecurity? Is it a voice in their head that's maybe not as supportive and creating a lot of judgment and self-doubt? Is it things from their childhood that maybe they aren't even aware of or haven't thought about in a long time that mm-hmm. really impacted them as a kid and are now showing up? So once people start to understand the root of what's holding them back and become aware of that, then they can start to address it. And that's really what ultimately sustainable change over time too because if we just address the kind of current problem and don't address the root of it very often that pattern or that challenge will continue to emerge again and again correct correct absolutely and like you know what like as we are humans like like you are also a coach and you are also a humans and in each and every day we have to fill with a lot of problems challenges or difficulties in our life correct so how do you stay motivated and continue grow as a coach yeah that's a great question and I mean one of the things I I always say is like coaches need coaches we all we yeah, all need yeah. each other as well yeah. and let's be real entrepreneurship can be really tough it's a mm. constant experiment it can feel really isolating mm. um so there's there's a lot of things i do to keep me motivated but i think there are three that have really been foundations for me as i've been on this journey the first part is building a really intentional community so as mm. someone who is a solopreneur and runs my own business even though i'm engaging with clients all of the time i've still want a community of peers. So I've been part of a group coaching program that one of my mentors and inspirations runs and I get so much energy and ideas and camaraderie from that group. Mm. And I really love that particular group because we're very honest about our failures, about where we're struggling. And we're also always celebrating each other, both in the small steps that we take and the milestones that we hit. So I really wouldn't be here without that community and other communities that I've cultivated as well. There's also two full that I use to stay motivated. So one is something I've had since the beginning of my career, which Mm. is like notes and messages from friends, managers, from peers, and also from myself that are, you know, celebrating something that I did really well, or a moment that I was really proud of, uh, or just a note saying like, hey, I really appreciated when you reached out to me in this moment. And that's something when I'm having a tough day, Mm. I can open up that folder and look at those messages to be reminded that, you know, I am creating an impact and connecting with people. And the other folder that I've started since I've been an entrepreneur is <laughs> the folder is actually called When You Feel Like Giving Up. Mm. And it, yeah. it's stories and messages, mostly from other entrepreneurs, talking about the failures that they've experienced, talking about the launches they did where no one signed up yeah. and the moments where they've really wanted to give up and how they've moved through it. So those are things I reference a lot. I... Um, and then finally, I have my own coach. So I'm still dedicated to, you know, being able to have space for myself to, to grow as well. <laughs> awesome. Great. 
great and the if i talk about the best example to see that just think about that coca cola like when coca cola started the first year able to sell only 25 of bottles and if you see now each and every second they are selling 25 million bottles wow i didn't know that story the big yeah. brand has yeah. uh, like, you know you have to start somewhere and when you are just starting out you cannot expect that you know overnight everything is going to get a big things so you have to have that level of patience right like when you just starting yeah. the business and entrepreneurship and it applies in each and every industry or each and every you know like things like sports like whatever you are doing in your life so patience is the most important thing and if you are a man or if you are a human being the one thing that you always have to have within yourself that is called patience yes patience and and i also think compassion oh, for passion, yourself yeah, correct yeah. yeah like do you do only one on one course coaching or you provide group coaching or do you have any online program or you only do offline program like what kind of options are available for the people who really wants to need coaching from you mostly one on one coaching with individual clients i also partner with organizations um a lot of nonprofits but also socially conscious businesses and we'll do also one on one coaching there but team coaching and group coaching some organizations especially in moments of transition or maybe under new leadership can benefit from that type of coaching and as well as project based co- coaching so they might be two different teams that are working together on a project for the first time and coaching can help support them through that and sometimes that's blended with the consulting work that I do as well like everything happens virtually or like you since like you go to the organization or the people work with in person yeah all the so the the one on one coaching that I do with individuals is all virtual and then with the organization some of it's virtual and some of it's in person it depends on the needs of the organization yeah. um a lot of organizations the last few years have worked have moved towards virtual experiences mm-hmm. as well but are also trying to figure out what are the moments that they can bring people together in person and sometimes bring in a coach or a facilitator for those moments too great awesome okay so emily you know what like since most of the marketing things has shifted online right especially the social media so how do you take the advantage of online marketing and social media yeah so as i was i was starting out i was figuring out what are the marketing strategies that i wanted to use and i have always kind of been a, a self-proclaimed linkedin nerd i don't know why but it's just i love connecting with people and after i would go to conferences or network with people i would always go on linkedin and see if i could add them just to maintain that connection throughout our careers and i think it's also somewhere i've been able to offer people support and connections as they're looking for jobs so i knew i wanted to utilize that network i already had on linkedin and then because a lot of my clients are kind of early to mid career most of the time and instagram is also a place that i a huge learning curve on instagram as well i think part of that is really experimenting leaning in i just wrote a beautiful story the other day about one post that someone made and how that inspired someone to read a book and that inspired them to start a club to kind of get into the topic that the book was on and now they are actually running global programming with the authors of the book around this and they were sharing that story as an example of and the person who originally posted it didn't even know that that happened so it was just an example of how powerful one post can be and you never know the ripple of that it can have on people uh, yeah and adding to that if you see that nowadays ai is entering in each and every field right so yes. what do you think that can ai like what kind of impact that ai is going to have in the coaching industry yeah this is a really interesting conversation that i hear sparking up i'm curious to see how it evolves i think that one of the beauties and the magical component of coaching is the human to human interaction and as i mentioned humans are so calm so i think there's something even from my own personal experience of working 
working with a coach in those times where I've been really struggling or trying to, you know, feeling a little bit lost. That human to human connection is something that I think is so invaluable and the experience of having another human being validate what we're going through, be a source of encouragement, be that inspiration. Um, For me, I think that's something that is very human to human and being to being. And, you know, I'm sure there are ways technology will evolve the coaching industry. I don't think that human connection can really be replaced. I like, do you think that our mind uh, works based on information? That's interesting. As I mean, we talked earlier about how humans are complex. So I think there's a there's a lot going on and like processing information is just a component of it. There's also the emotional reaction. There's also the connections that that information, even on a subconscious level, has to experiences that we had as children. Um, so I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things our brains are processing that we're not even aware of sometimes. Okay, let's dig deeper. Uh, if you want, then we can continue these things. Uh, let's dig deeper and understand the things that can AI replace coach in future. Okay. Okay. So if I just, you know, like gathered all the informations that like uh, nowadays, like most of the successful person or the coaches have, like if I talk about the coaches in the whole world, if I gather all the informations and put into a AI, like uh, machines. So do you think that can AI replace that coach? I think there, you know, when I think about it, there might be elements of it that that might happen, like with exercises, for example. So there might be a, a guidance through an exercise, like a values assessment, for example, that maybe AI might be able to replace. I think that the aspect, in addition to that human-human connection, you know, we talked earlier about listening for what's beneath the words. And that's something I'm not convinced at this point that AI would be able <laughs> to do and just understand on a deep level what's going on. Because I think there's an intuition that you tap into as a coach that AI doesn't have intuition. Okay, like we are just excited to see that what is going to happen in the future. But we never know like what might be happen, right? Like, is it possible or is it not possible? <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's the life. Can you share some example about your coaching success story and what you believe contributed to its success? Yeah, absolutely. There's one client I was even texting with this morning. So I'll share I'll share about her story. So she initially came wanting to focus on a career change and which most of my clients do come wanting to focus on some sort of career change or transition. And we end up talking about that, of course, but usually a lot of other things. And as we started digging into that, it became really clear that she had a lot of self-judgment that was impacting her confidence and her ability to not only take action, but make decisions about what action she wanted to take. And she was constantly questioning whether she was capable of performing at jobs that she really, really wanted and that she really desired and felt passionate about. But she was just kind of so down on herself that couldn't bring herself to do it. So as we dug into that in one of our sessions, this story came to her from elementary school where she was coloring a walrus and she was coloring a walrus in all different vibrant colors. And the teacher came up to her and said, walruses are gray. And she started telling other stories about a coach at the same school who kind of told her not to show off her skills too much because it was making the other girls uncomfortable. And we continued Uh, unraveling these experiences that as a child taught her to shrink herself. Our education system is like that, like in that way. And every time we face these things, like if you ask any questions to the teacher, teacher, if 
if the teacher doesn't know the answer then first thing that the teacher will say you that uh, you know like just focus on your book or focus on your study don't ask you know a lot of questions and when you ask question it is the sign of intelligence yes absolutely and you're spot on and so when we're shut down as a child in that way we're receiving these messages to shrink or to not ask questions or that it's bad to ask questions so it's no wonder that as an adult she's feeling this way she's she doesn't believe in herself she doesn't she feels like she has to color gray and not be this, this vibrant version of herself so one of the first exercises that we started doing was for her to start tracking her judgments so the questions that i often ask people to track are like when i have a judgment about myself what's the message that i'm giving myself mm. and then second what might my best friend tell me regarding this situation mm. and third what might be a more loving way to handle this situation so again cultivating that like kindness and compassion towards themselves and then finally like what do i want to do the next time i'm in the same situation or i'm mm. having the same thoughts mm. so that exercise really starts to raise your awareness of what the judgment yes. sounds like and it encourages you to consider what's a, what how do i want to respond to this differently so fast forward to our our last session and she comes and you know again she was originally considering a career change and what she starts to tell me is that she's been thinking of starting her own organization and she has all these ideas and she's mapping out the needs in her community and it's related to what she's incredibly passionate about and i'm getting chills even telling this story because this was a woman who didn't even think she could get a job in this field and now she's talking about creating her own nonprofit i mean it's incredible and not only that she's been starting new hobbies she just got she just learned how to sail and a, one or two weeks ago when she, i saw her posting about learning to sail and i was like you're you're killing it go 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 look at you yeah. and what she said was i feel first she said i feel like a new person then she said actually i kind of feel like i'm going back to like og me which uh, she was pretty great and i'm really happy to have her back real kick in life land that's give the real uh, spark that uh, you want to do more in your life yes yes absolutely and you know we i think sometimes we all have we might have dreams or we might have ambitions but sometimes we don't always have the space to allow those to breathe or to explore those and also might not have the the belief in ourselves or the encouragement that we need look at the, all the possibilities that can come out when you start to give yourself that space and time okay so emily if you write a book about yourself then how do you name it and why that's a great question this is something my partner and i joke about all the time it usually has something to do with food so i obviously have a big passion for for helping and supporting other people but also a great love and kind of obsession for food so i'm not yeah if i uh, the title would be would be hard to describe i kind of i feel like part of it especially recently would about would be something along the lines of like riding the roller coaster and you know life has lots of ups and downs and twists and turns and figuring out how to ride those and anticipate those and enjoy those makes it easier to get through the the challenges as well as the high points. Okay so before we wrap up our podcast any final message that you would want to say with our listener? What I love to tell people is like the most important relationship that you'll ever have in your life is with yourself. Yeah, you're the person you're going to spend the most time with. Your voice is the one that you're going to hear the most. So, working on that relationship, nourishing it, being good to yourself. Like you deserve kindness, you deserve grace, you deserve compassion, and you have the ability to be the person 
in your life who gives that to yourself okay okay emily tell us about your instagram facebook in linkedin or any social media platform so that our audience can find you and get in touch with you yes yeah, so on links linkedin emily pasnak lapchik i'm the only person in the world with my name so looking that up, you should find me <laughs> on instagram it's a uh, chrysalis exchange and my website is uh, chrysalis-exchange.com guys do make sure you follow emily as she's a wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to her according to your coaching so that was today's episode of sparking entrepreneur so thank you emily for being on the show and it was an honor to hosting you today thank you so much i loved our conversation thanks again so that's it i am your host subrat signing off and you guys have a wonderful day bye guys